Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us on any of those platforms or wherever else you catch a podcast. Also still soliciting for ratings and reviews. If you would be so inclined, please leave us some five stars. Leave us some reviews. Would greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes on all three of those platforms. If you want to shoot me an email, give me some feedback. Other than on those three places, you can email me at minutes at gmail.com. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Menace podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So if you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. <laughs> um, so it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars, or five dollars, and you can do as many as you would like. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know, would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mocha minutes, I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Mocha Minutes Podcast. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, May. It is May. Um, we have retired uh, that NSYNC, it's going to be May. Um, because, well, it's Justin Timberlake. We love NSYNC. JC, Chazé, we love your thug appeal. Um, but we had to uh, we had to retire that. So now um, it's Mandy Moore's Candy. There's a link. Where she says, come to May. Yeah. So we're going to, that's what we're going to stick with. Because we're not doing this anymore with um, Justin. Um, his poor sweet soul ass. No, we're not doing it. So May, I always ask the mamas to come here. But I found out, I think maybe to this morning, I think. Because, oh, maybe ne- this weekend. I'm sorry, y'all. I had a tumble on Friday. So now everything is just all together scrambled in my brain but it's also asian american pacific islander heritage month with everything going on it's definitely something i definitely want to celebrate so i have an idea i gotta get some with some people anyway i am starting this month off with so y'all know i have a 
Midwest baby mama that is Candace. She is the mother of um, Princess Blue Ivy, aka London, and now she has baby Taj. And then I have my West Coast baby mama. See, you never deadbeat if you take care of your children. I pay on time. I don't, no one don't have to um, call me no raggedy bitch on uh, Twitter. You want to know why? Because I do what I'm supposed to do. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. I'm going to keep Every running month. this joke. <laughs> I'm going to run Every this joke month. into the ground. They're like, wait, what the hell? I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. But I have Courtney from the C-Dub show. Courtney, how are you? Hi, hey. Hey. Good. Hey. <laughs> Popping. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a lot going on in the California. I'm like, wait, what is going on? But I can't say too much because the cicadas are coming here. Hello, it's May. Yeah, I'm not. Look, y'all, y'all know. I don't mind hearing the the sound of the cicadas. It's just seeing those big ugly things. I'm not gonna be prepared. I might stay in my house for three weeks because we're excuse me, we're still in a peplum dress. So I feel like like no one's gonna bother me if y'all don't see me. For it's 50. actually pronounced Papadopoulos. So oh, oh, Papadopoulos. Oh, okay. See, I'm telling. you, This is when. This is why y'all shouldn't let black people get a hold of stuff. They're like, you mean the pandemic? Ah, 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 ah. We don't say that. Don't do it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's like Candyman. Don't do that. Just like follow. Pronounce partition first of all. <laughs> right. I'm like, nope. Eh, eh, eh. We don't do that. We're not, <laughs> like we're not doing it seriously. Mm-mm. We're not typing Mm-mm. it serious. It's bad enough. Y'all are literally letting everybody outside of predominantly, um, better yet, inner city areas. Y'all letting the white people know, but not telling the people who live in the inner city that, hey, we're we're having vaccination clinics. No, y- y'all going to leave us alone. Okay. You're not even getting everybody like people got to be on wait lists. You let people drive out of state to come to inner city areas to get vaccinated. I'm like, but you're not even telling the people who live there. Like, so what? that was that was my big pushback around folks saying like, oh, they're trying to, you know, telling the black people to get it first because they're mm. trying to poison us. And it's like, uh, do y'all really know what's going on? Because I'm like, first of all, like the white people are coming to the predominantly black neighborhoods and taking the vaccine resources for Mm -hmm. the poor blacker browner communities like they have folks um of course we're in california we've got um there's an area in oakland called um the fruit fruitville district which is predominantly um latino americans mainly mexican but there's um you know some folks from Mm -hmm. like you know, Guatemala, there's some folks from uh, Panama that live there, but mainly it's Mexican families, working class neighborhoods, um, also experiencing the gentrification um, slowly, but surely, because that's in East Oakland. But Mm. they had um, set up a vaccination site. I get this, a senior uh, facility and also apartments. Are you serious? Some white people from one of our wealthier North Bay neighborhoods. Now, this is a place called Marin. Some of you might be familiar with the the name Marin 
Tupac lived in Marin City, which is where the black people were annexed from Marin. But Marin City is very what? wealthy, very white, might have 2% black. So, and also Marin itself is like an hour away from Oakland, specifically this part of Oakland. East Oakland is the furthest east and furthest like south, the way Oakland's kind of shaped like a triangle. So they drove possibly up to an hour away to come to this very, very specific location. Like this isn't even like a clinic, right? It's like right. senior housing that they set up in their like recreation center for seniors who have, you know, obviously mobility issues and um, um But yes, like I was saying, so these white people from nowhere even in our county came to a very specific space mm. for specifically for those you imagine those seniors who live obviously in that that building and maybe right. some seniors in the area maybe they have friends or family that maybe they, they don't live there but it was obviously they were prioritized because they are seniors they're um they're low-income seniors and they're in a demographic that is disproportionately impacted by covid which is uh, our uh, brown brothers and sisters and here you come only up to like a very private situation to come get a vaccine Correct. what are you doing it's like what are you doing are you able to do this it's like why it's like you, i don't care about nobody but y'all and it, and i don't know if you guys had it initially i don't know how you guys had it um out there and are you in prince george's county no, I'm in Baltimore County, but uh, okay. yeah, it's been... There's a difference. <laughs> so, did you guys have it originally where you guys were given codes? People needed codes to sign up? So, what it seemed like... So, I because I work at a medical institution, it was somewhat easier for me to get it, but... It looked like at first it was like it was a code like you had to like pre-register and then get on a list. And then after you get on a list and somebody would call you from what I seen. And then they already like someone created a website where they can actually in your area you can look at because I think it was several pharmacies, Walgreens, Safeway, I think Walmart pharmacy, where people could like put their names on lists. Okay. Different places, but it's like some of them could be far out, but it it wasn't yeah. seamless. And it's like, how are you bring these kids back, and you didn't even vaccinate the teachers? Yeah. Like what? And see, here, like um, I was able, my parents were able to go to CVS. I got, mm-hmm. I was able to sign them up online because they're over sixty five. So you know, first they were doing the over seventy five, mm-hmm. and then because they were in the second. They were in the second um, group of uh, prioritized folks. Mm, so that was okay. fine. Okay. So I was able to just go online, um, but you have to catch it, right? Because they, um, oh my gosh, wait, oh, here it is. Like, where's the remote? It's too loud. Okay. Um, so yes, now I can think. Okay. So originally, um, yeah, I was able to go on cvs.com. Mm-hmm. Um, early in the morning, get right on, was able to get my parents um, two appointments on the same day, but at two different locations, which was fine. One um, had to drive uh, my dad up. That was about a 20 minute drive. 
my mom, mm-hmm. it was 20 minute drive north. My mom was 20 minute drive east. It wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but the ones in Oakland, there weren't any ones available in Oakland, which is strange. But, what? you know, the, the areas that we went to um, were in predominantly whiter areas. My mom, we mm-hmm. went east to um, a city called San Ramon, which is, again, very wealthy, very white. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, we actually, I'm lying. We went in Oakland, but the location was a very smaller, um, CVS and it's in, it was in North Oakland and, mm. um, North Oakland is, um, predominantly white was hit with gentrification first along with West Oakland. Mm-hmm. So the area itself, it's very white, very upper-class, older white folks, who live there, homeowners, not a lot of renters. The renters that are there are paying, you know, like the 3500 for a studio and all that type of shit. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so I was able to get them on. Um, I was one of the people who, unbeknownst to me, Mm -hmm. I, um, we had through our county, through Alameda County, we had one of those uh, general sign-up websites. Mm -hmm. And so we had our one of, we in Oakland at the Coliseum, that's where they opened up one of the, the first mass vaccination sites in the country. Mm-hmm. I got a code um, and I was able to sign up and get in there. The yeah. codes weren't supposed to be distributed like that, though. Oh. I didn't know that. Um, I had got it from a friend who um, she's a brown woman. She's Indian. But she was saying the codes, which were supposed to be given to um you know, uh, folks doing community work, community health workers, um, mm, okay. to give to like clients, high risk folks, unhoused folks, older black and brown seniors, low income mm. folks, folks, you know, essential workers, folks working in the public who are black and brown people without health insurance, all of that. Those polls were supposed to be for those people. What happened was some of the whites got a hold of them of and were distributing them throughout like you know the ritzy private school carpool you know what? Uh, text chain she said Uh-oh. one of the codes was being used in a university of pencil what is it pennsylvania where's warden school of business that's, that's yeah, university that's of pennsylvania same, yeah I think it's yeah so warden school of business alumni group because that's filled with black and brown high-risk seniors right obviously yeah. So, yeah, all of these folks from, you know, again, like cities like Marin, cities like Hillsborough, which is like has is it's like one of the wealthiest places to live in the country. All these wealthy, well to do folks who have access to smartphones, who know how to work the Internet, who can go online and sign up and use the code. They were all using codes to go to the mass vaccination site which is in the middle of East Oakland, which is one of the poorest parts of Oakland, which is mainly where the rest of the black and brown people live in Oakland. And a lot of those slots, those oh appointments did not God. even go to people who were living in the fucking neighborhood where the fucking mass vaccination site was. That's the type of shit that's been going on out here. So when people were like, oh, they're trying to get all the black people because they're going to poison us. They're like, not. nigga, they, we can't they even not even try, They're not even trying to vaccinate your ass. It's like, right. uh, it's like the white people. And it's like, they like the data was like 
70% of eligible white people in the county seniors had gotten vaccinated. Only 19% of eligible black seniors have gotten vaccinated. I'm like, we're not even getting vaccinated. Niggas can't even get an appointment. What are mm-hmm. you saying? All these white people, though, they've got access. They've got kids that'll help them. They know where to go. They know how to fucking work the system. They know how to game the system. They find out about like a location, like the senior housing spot, and they send it all through. You know, they're on Yahoo groups and shit, spreading it all around. Nice. You know, they're sending out, you know, e Gmails, and 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 they're all on fucking Slack, sending each other all this info and they're showing up to places that we're not, you know, they can drive an hour. I don't know a lot of folks who got time in their day to to drive drive an an hour hour. one way. Yeah. One way to get for a fucking 15 minute appointment. I don't know that many people who got it like that. So what the fuck? So yeah, no. So I wasn't, I technically wasn't supposed to use that code because it was, I'm not technically high risk i mean i'm high risk because of some health conditions and i was living with high risk seniors right and then i have a young baby obviously right and so but my friend was like look you're black this is a killing black people i don't want you to die i don't feel no type of way about using this shit she's like i'd rather have it go to you than some fucking asshole that makes half a million a year that went to Wharton who doesn't give a shit probably half-ass wears his mask anyway exactly. like no you go you're good right it's so weird to watch when you see people going oh this is what they're trying to do with the vaccine it's like you do realize they're not really trying to get black people vaccinated no like the the, the, the local stuff the little you know community pop-ups I've heard about them. I get people who send me stuff, oh, this weekend. But it'll be like a day, right? Mm -hmm. It won't even be like a week-long event. It'll be like a day for four hours at the church. And it's like they're sending it through. You know, it's like they'll put flyers out. Mm -hmm. Nobody, who got the fuck? Who got the The flyers? And they'll put the flyers out like a day before. Nobody's going to this shit. Who knows about this? This isn't even. This isn't being promoted in any type of way. This isn't like what the fuck is going on, man. They don't care. This isn't. No one's showing up to this at all. It's like what? I'm sorry. I hate to break it to y'all, but yeah, they're not going out of their way to vaccinate black people. They're, no, that's not. That, that's not at not all. What's going on here? <laughs> and I know it's like oh. It, and yeah, you know what? Nope, we're not getting we're, nope, Mm-mm. y'all. No, because that's a whole different conversation. And yeah, mm, anyway, um, y'all listen to no, nope, Stephanie, stop. Uh-oh. Stephanie, stop. Okay, so let's let's give some people some roses. Let's do some happy stuff. Um, so y'all know I love giving people roses while they are here because. Sometimes we don't give out roses until people are gone because that's just how things work, apparently. And I'm not exactly sure. Um, So this one is going to be very interesting because this may seem very controversial to do. And we're going to talk more about her um, towards 
in the show, but um, it's going to be Janet Mock. Now, oh. I'm giving Janet oh. her roses because, and it. And let me just be very clear. I'm not giving her roses about what's go- because of what's going on with her and Angel. I'm not sure if she had too much to drink or baby, yeah, she just had, <laughs> like she was just up with the bullshit she will not put. But the fact that your uh, show that you are involved in, which is getting a lot of critical praise, we are all to a certain extent very upset and a little sad that this is going to be the, the third season of Hose that debuted um, on last Sunday. Um, this is the final season, which I honestly was like, I didn't. I really didn't think that's what was going to be happening. Uh, the fact that she did all of this while you're basically on your high, not when you're at your lowest or bad. You're not getting bad ratings for Pose. It came literally out of nowhere. But the fact that she was bold enough to say it, that is why I'm giving her her roses. Um, you can, like, people, folks can debate what she said, but Homegirl is not wrong about her only getting 40000 per episode. It's like, she's not wrong. Ooh. She's not wrong about that. She's the thing, embarrassing Angel, because you fuck some dude on production. You say, I'm not quitting you. And I'm like, okay, this is super weird. Yeah, I'm not doing it. However, I'm going to focus on the fact that, one, sometimes it's like when a woman is fed up, and you know I fucking fuck R. Kelly, um, but... She got here for this reason, and I'm really not sure why. I just want to send her the best, and I want to give her some flowers because mostly people are going to like. They're, they're definitely going to be. They've definitely been dumping on her ass, and I'm glad to see a lot of trans women just kind of going. I'm gonna give her grace. What she's talking about with Angel, that's super. I'm sorry, this is pretty fucked up to do it in front of a group, and people have been asking for a video. I'm kind of glad there's no video, because my God, it would have been worse. Um, and I'm glad that Angelica Ross was like, my sis said that and that's it. So I, I like that we are rallying around it. I find it interesting that there are cis people going, how y'all just going to rally around her when she did this? And I'm sitting here like, so I'm going to look at y'all R. Kelly. I'm going to look at you fabulous. I'm going to look at you Tariq Nasheed. I'm going to keep looking at y'all. I'm like, please don't do that. Is that what she's like? What she said about Angel fucked up. <clears throat> Her not the the wage gap she's talking about probably not exactly very real. Very real. So there's that. Who would you like to give your roses to? Who? Okay. So I think. Um, so you know it's Mother's Day. Mm. I think I'm going to give my roses to Caleb. I'm going to give my roses to my my eldest baby because he um, and I have been really transparent about this Um, you know he he went back to school at the end of March first time in person learning so he's gone he went September to the end of March doing kindergarten virtually and it was a struggle for him really he's mm. a, he's an, he's an outdoorsman in his heart and he was struggling a lot emotionally um he was depressed put it plainly he mm. he was going through depression um 
just being stuck in the house, not being able to have like that engagement. And then of course, um, some they started allowing for in-person learning to a point, but because my parents were still here with us, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were really concerned about what happens if he contracts COVID at school and comes home, it could kill my parents. So, um, he had to stay home. You know, he had to take one for the team because, um, you know, we were worried about my parents, you know, being high risk. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. it was hard. And, you know, the learning experience is not the same um, online unless you're set up to do that. And, you know, yeah. five yeah. year olds, five, six year olds are not set up to do that shit. They're just oh, not. Oh, absolutely not. And so, you know, there was a lot of learning loss and uh, uh, struggling with um, really comprehending all the material. Mm-hmm. And um, it was wearing on him. It really was. I mm. probably didn't make him go as much as I should have. Because um, some days I'm just like, he just needs a break. He needs a break. He This needs to be balanced for him. And so, yeah, you know, he's been back now a month. Mm, okay. And... Um, it's like I have my my baby back, my little guy. He's like his personality is um, back to normal for the most part. He, you know, had been kind of going through like some insomnia. Mm. And now he's like at 930. He came in <laughs> like my eyes are tired. I want to go to sleep. Like, all right, well, let's hop in the bed. <laughs> Get in the bed. All right. So um, he's excited to go to school. He's making friends that, you know, he's a, he's reserved. So it took him a little while to kind of get used to everybody and how school works during a pandemic. Cause you know, they still do the six feet apart, which I don't know how that works with six year olds. So they do it. And then, you know, having to uh, have distance playtime and, and all of that stuff. So, um, He's just been really blooming and he's back to himself and I've missed him. I've missed this version of him. So I'm happy to have him back. So he's getting the flowers from me. I'm going to sit over here in my feelings for that. Let me sit over here. It's so sweet. And Rosie, would you like flowers too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That is so beautiful because, man, that's the thing that folks aren't talking about is like certain age children and how that is working. Because it's like, how do you? It wasn't. It wasn't. It's like, I feel like you can't do virtual kindergarten. You could probably do virtual 10th grade, but virtual kindergarten is weird. (laughs) And then it really depends on the kid, right? Like some Mm -hmm. kids, like, I think the curriculum, like his school, their curriculum is very engaging and it just mm-hmm. doesn't come over well in mm-hmm. Zoom. Like he's got to, and he's just, it's that they're not at that age where it's like they could receive, you know, a lot of, a lot of this at this point in time, learning is a lot of being there in the moment playing, you know, and learning through play. And if you can't be there to play, a lot of that learning is, isn't, isn't sticking and it's just it's not as engaging because you know you're an adult and you were probably right. zoomed the fuck out too so right. imagine having the energy you had at five trying to contain that shit and then 
being on Zoom. Being ADHD. Because they're just going to get up. It's like, where does he keep going? He's bored because he has ADHD. He's bored. Yeah. What's going on? Like, what would you do if they were in class? But it's virtual. And that's virtual kindergarten seems super just. It feels like a dumb idea. Please get off the treadmill. (laughs) You. You. Cruz be like, who you going to do? You, sir. You. Wait. He's like, don't be trying to front for your little friends. You know how would I be doing in this house? Don't front for your friends. Yeah, no, he be over here. He be over here. My mom let him get on the treadmill. Well, my dad uses it a lot. He likes to imitate him. So that's it's so cute. But then it's like, you know, get off the treadmill, please. (laughs) Yeah, get off. He be trying to turn it on. Get off of there. Come on. Get on the mat. I definitely have to play Am I the Asshole with this because this one is hilariously funny for no apparent reason. But uh, let's play Am I the Asshole. Am I the Asshole for arranging potluck for my sister's apology dinner? (sighs) So my mom decided to host an apology dinner for my older sister. As my mom was busy writing her apology and whatnot, she asked if I would take care of the food and beverages. I said, sure, thinking it was just for my family of four. But when my aunt and cousins heard, they also wanted to attend. So I decided to make it a potluck. Potluck is where all the adults, adult guests bring a dish and all the dishes are shared. Of course, I never asked my sister to bring any food because she was the guest of honor. Well, everyone came over and we are all excited to listen to the apology and eat. My sister was among the last to arrive and she was offended that we were serving potluck for her special dinner. I explained that I had carefully planned what would be served. Sister's boyfriend is a vegetarian, so we had two meatless options. But my sister yelled at me that the apology meal should be prepared or at least paid for by the apologizer, my mom, in order to show proper atonement. We went forward with the apology dinner, but my sister called me the asshole for undermining the apology. Am I the a- Asshole for arranging potluck for my sister's apology dinner. So I love that this person explained what potluck was because literally everybody knows what that is, but didn't explain Yo. apology dinner. I'm like, what the fuck is it? Why was your mother apologizing and why are we having an apology dinner? So if you go through the comments on Twitter, it's like, hi, we all know what a potluck is, or, you know, Google. Um, please explain what an apology dinner is Correct. and why why is the apology happening? What happened? So if you go to the, the comments on Twitter, so apparently the mother tries to get the sister um, and the boyfriend, the vegetarian boyfriend, to break up. And that's why she's apologizing. Wait, for no good and reason. Like, His ethnicity. Wait. What? Oh. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> It's like, but also, so I thought it was weird, right? Because it was like in the story, it's like once my cousins and aunt found out, like once your cousins and aunt found out what? Stop. And it's like, what? Wait, what? It's like, because uh, it was hilarious to watch. We were like, oh, my, I'm going to explain um what a potluck is. It's like, bitch, we know, what bitch, we know that, is. we know that, bitch, we know like, that, we know what, what a potluck is. Did? What was she apologizing? She tried to get. The her and the um boyfriend to break up, but it's like, well, why? His ethnicity. Well, what are y'all and what is he? Even though we know what he is and we know what they are, we, right. we don't. 
we, like, we we can sense. <laughs> so it, it, like his ethnicity, I'm like, because I feel like if you said race, y- you get a different response. His okay. ethnicity makes me think he's a brown person versus oh, a black person. Exactly. And then apparently maybe he, a maybe and a, he's uh, a vegetarian, and I'm thinking of a lot of ethnicities. I'm thinking he might be Indian. I'm thinking he might be um, Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm de- it's definitely giving me that vibe. He could also be he should also be Chinese. So I'm like I'm sitting here like there's a lot of ethnicities that are vegetarians. So this is gonna be I was like, mm. but I'm I'm concerned like as his sister. So it's like I don't know why it turned into a potluck. I don't even understand that part like why it's like you can't so it's like are is your level of cooking you can't go past four people because that's super weird to me it's like oh my god it was four but then it turned into seven and then it was like okay we got a pot but i don't know why they needed to come i don't know given the the context of what the apology dinner was for and who why did they like like, oh we gotta be there wait yeah like oh no i should really I don't even think that the sister really should have even been there, to be honest. Like, the one who was playing, like, I don't understand, like, why wasn't the mom planning this herself, just to have them over for dinner to apologize. But it's like, you have to apologize publicly. Like, or no, no, not really. So, you make it seem like an apology dinner is a thing that everybody should know, but everybody knows what a fucking potluck is. Like everybody knows what a potluck is. Like, what the fuck are you talking oh, yeah. about? So yeah, you're not the asshole, but you're the asshole for not explaining what the fucking apology dinner is and like saying for no good reason his ethnicity. I'm like, so we don't care about your bigoted mama. We are trying to figure out what's right. wrong with a potluck. You can't cook for over four people, so I feel like potluck is fine. Now I'm so intrigued, but also I'm not that engaged. You're not like the asshole. They should have. I feel like they, but I felt the sister. We're like, if right. you guys are going to intrude on this moment, then yeah, you need to bring food. Correct. It's, like, it's, like, not, it's only between me and the mama. Why are y'all here? Like, this is sport. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Right. That's why I'm like, well, no, I get it. Like, yeah, make them bring their own food since they're trying to be nosy. Since this bring is what food. y'all need to do. Since y'all want to see this little, y'all go to hell. Okay. Let's go low key. And this is low-key just because I don't want to start off with something nice. Summer is supposed to be fun. So Natasha mm-hmm. Rothwell has inked a big overall deal with ABC Signature. So for everybody who doesn't know, Natasha Rothwell is Kelly from Insecure. So she also is a writer on the show. I believe I think she's writer and producer, but I think she's just in the writing room, but she also is on the show. And Homegirl has now an overall deal. Uh, let's see, Shonda, uh, Kenya Barris, mm, um, oh. Carlos King, Natasha Rothwell. I'm very, 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 very excited for this. Um, and under the rich, it said this is coming from Deadline. Under the Rich Pack, which is in in conjunction with Disney General Entertainment's bio. <laughs> Bio POC creative initiative led by Tara Duncan, Rothwell will develop new projects for television via her Big Hattie Productions. Financial details are not being revealed, but I hear the three-year pact is in the eight-figure range. Get the bag. 
I'm all about it. I'm all about saying black women get money. I'm tired of y'all trying to humble black women. Oh, get your money. Do not smile at these niggas when you have a mask on, even if you don't. Do you know that some dude was trying to talk me down and tell me like, how is it? Black women are so problematic. We just asking you to smile. I'm sorry, but who the fuck oh. are you talking to? Second of all, I'm like, it's weird that y'all don't think it's problematic that you were actually telling a stranger to smile so that it makes like, who you are feel you? better. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like, what is going on here? And it's like, you know, in the, you know what's bad is that we have to literally give you a long form answer because because it's creepy or it makes me uncomfortable just doesn't work. Y'all literally need us to do a just defend our thesis on why. Stop telling strange women that you don't know. Smile. Fuck you. And then y'all get mad when it's like, yeah, you're a complete stranger. See, I didn't want to go down the, um, I, I didn't want to dig back too deeply because I feel like y'all be like, oh, that's too deep. But you do realize black people walking down the street during segregation, you know, white people could just walk up to and say, smile and or don't look at me. And you're actually doing this to black women. That's why I'm like, I don't want to get too deep with you, but you do realize y'all are using tools of white supremacy against your own people. No, I don't have to smile because it'll make you feel better. Just don't say nothing about being hungry. It's like, Jesus. So oh, Natasha is popping. She got the bag. I'm like, yes, give her money because she is funny. Hopefully we see more on the, like this upcoming season of Insecure is the last season. So Hopefully, mm-hmm. we see more of Kelly, and I'm I'm really going to be amazed to see how this show wraps up. So, yeah, with the uh, Lawrence baby. Uh, I'm not going to be prepared because I'm going to be mad as hell. Um, let's go into mid key, and I am saying this because I have a very I don't have complicated. I don't have complicated um, thoughts about this, but I'm tired of seeing this. I need us to defund the kitchen beautician industrial complex, but this is not. What just, does that these are mean? not. <laughs> so these are people who do hair outside their home or in their home, I should say. But also some of the things, some of these things happen at salons. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? So. A woman who um, does braiding, she does the braids, right? Uh, She put this, somebody found this from her story, but she made it a highlight. See, that's the thing. Stories disappear after 24 hours. Homegirl made this a highlight because, you know, she a business, okay? Mm. So this is what she said. Y'all need to read my policy before y'all book because as of this week, I'm kicking people out of out my salon if you don't follow directions with your deposit. With your deposit is in all caps in this exclamation point. I'm also recommending my friend who does blowouts located in Silver Spring, $35 wash blow straighten. Her price will be $55 starting in May. If you come to your appointment and your hair is not blowed, dried, straight, straight is all caps, two exclamation points, you... <laughs> you're canceled y-o-u-r not y-o-u apostrophe r-e <clears throat> if the blow dryer doesn't have have your hair straight flat iron it 
If you come to your appointment and your hair is bluntly cut at the bottom or you had a fresh trim, your appointment is canceled. If you sneak in my chair with colored hair without telling me. (laughs) (laughs) If you sneak in my chair with colored hair without telling me before your appointment, your your Y-O-U-R canceled on the spot again it is y-o-u apostrophe r-e if you come with damaged hair or without edges damaged edges again y-o-u are canceled not y-o-u apostrophe r-e you know what and i'm sitting here like huh that's you so let me let me tap in real quick go you go right ahead <clears throat> so Girl, me, I'm ready because you know I'm about to drag her ass. You go right ahead. So I have, um, I haven't been to the salon in um, years. I mm-hmm. drew my perm out some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably the last time I went to an actual salon prior to last month. Um, mm-hmm. I, it might have been, who maybe, maybe 2010. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, leading up to that, though, um, I was getting my hair done in the shop since I was six years old. Every two weeks, mm-hmm. got my hair done. You know, first had a perm, grew that out, did the press and curl for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they do things where she's at, but it's illegal for a salon stylist who has a license. Mm-hmm. To suggest or refer or demand that you wash and blow dry your hair and do all this shit prior to the salon. There's a reason why they want you to come to one, they can know what products are in your hair because they might have product. You using product A at home. Mm-hmm. They got product B at the salon and them products might fuck your whole shit up. <laughs> But don't let her tell And they're that. supposed to come, so they they you're supposed to come. They wash your scalp. It's it's not just. And also, if you if you're going to a a stylist for the first time, what they do is a consultation. They look at your scalp. They look mm-hmm. at your hair. Mm-hmm. They look at your hair prior to washing it mm-hmm. to see if there's anything flat. You know, anything they need to be concerned about on your scalp. Anything they need to be concerned about within your hair. They look at it in its in its you know unwashed state prior mm-hmm. to washing it and styling it. So that's a that's another that thing. Part. They're they're taught about the science of the scalp and the hair, and you're supposed to look at and review the a person's scalp and hair before touching them at all. That's a part of mm-hmm. the process. It's a part of the entire uh, styling experience. This whole wash your shit before you get to my salon. Dro- blow dry bitch, your hair. I was like, dry. bitch, if I if I'm halfway done, I ain't going to your. Why am I coming to you? for you to bump my hair bitch fuck you what? so so i also was like that's interesting you gotta blow up because she's not the first person i've heard where people are like you gotta come with your hair wash and i'm like no this is a professional new- it's telling you like you can't Girl. verify that their scalp is clean so what do you exactly it's like how did this happen exactly I keep so forgetting also, to ask my cousin because she's been my beautician ever since I was 16. No, they're not 16. supposed to do that. That's right. And I don't know. Like, you know, I'm a millennial, so I don't but I don't know who these who 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 these new generations Girl, I'm an older millennial, are. It's like you. And I'm sitting here like, 
I keep like that's not what anybody has ever said. Nobody. Like when I went, so again, you know, I went to the salon. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big money now. I'm, I'm trying to be somebody out here in these streets. So, so you know, I'm like, man, when this pandemic come out, I'm getting everything done from head to toe. I I can't wait for my pedicure, girl. I'm like, oh my god, I went got. I'm like, I got look, I got my neck, the the nails done, feet done. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get in with um. my eyebrow girl, she luckily she survived the pandemic. I can't wait to get up in there to have her test these brows. But I'm like, shit, I'm gonna be at every appointment ever. I every see. single one. I'm gynecologist. Uh, I'm getting again a colonoscopy. I want everything looked at, done. I need to be outside. But I went there for the first time. Nice stylist, name was Zoe. Mm-hmm. Zoe looked at my, you know, Zoe sat down before she even touched me, sat down with a clipboard and asked me a whole line of questions about my hair health, hair history, scalp. Do I have any okay. issues with seasonal dryness uh, on my scalp? What products do I use at home? What kind of, you know, gold? Do I have any goals for my hair? Do I want to grow it out? I'm trying to look for a new style. Right. Do I want some color? Whoop de whoop. Do I have any areas of concern that I've seen that she should be aware of? Whoop de whoop because she's a motherfucking because he's a professional. 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 And that's what you're doing as as a professional. Like shit, if you want to just, I guess, get your ends bumped or whatever, get a flat iron, I guess. I guess you go to your friend and you come with your hair washed. You know who used to do that shit? My roommate, Angel. I used to beg Angel. She wants to beauty school. Angel, can you do my hair? All right, you got to wash and blow dry and I'll style it for you. That's what your motherfucking friends do for free, Correct. bitch. No one, I'm not paying your ass to half-ass do, do my hair. entire styling experience, like, bitch. I have a friend, she does hair right now. And I remember this came up like early, like last year during the pandemic. And she was like, what the heck are they talking about? How are you not? I was like, does that make sense? And she's like, no, it doesn't. She's like, that doesn't make any kind of sense. If you're licensed, you should be like, you should be, why are they not washing hair? I'm like. But they teach you that in fucking school. In fucking school. So why are you like wash heads in school? So you think you're gonna graduate school and never wash your head, girl? Shut up. So can I just tell you, I had to look at her prices. Why is home you're telling they gotta be blown, dry, straight hair? They have to be clean, but you're charging $250 for jumbo knotless braids. Hair is included. Um, and also, if you have colored hair, it's an extra $20. She got something on her called Nipsey, Nipsey Hustles. I'm like, the fuck does that mean? Um, so Those are some cornrows. Just- They're just cornrows. I bet they just cornrows. They just cornrows. Um, one hour, 40 minutes at $120. Bitch. But I got to do half. Of- I've done half the work. Girl, uh, so wait a minute. I'm going to see if you can hear this. Because apparently she's like, oh, this is a joke. This is, you know, she said the birds are chirping. So let me see. Let me see if I can share my screen so you can hear this. Turkey bird short, no hair as daughter. Daughter. Took my post to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that it's very clear... And thousands of you heard what the fuck I said. Mm. If you come to my shit and your hair is not blow dried, 
you're getting sent out the door. My book is up too. A bitch got me fucked up. Y'all done got me too many times. But this time, no. YouTube. Tune it to my YouTube because clearly I can't even clap back at y'all because huh, they blocked my live once again. Every time I say a comment, y'all report it. Because my clap back is better. My clap back is too quick for y'all. Like I said, I'm not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard what I said. Mm-hmm. Me relevant. That's what y'all do. Y'all take me to a whole other platform and still keep me relevant. Like, bitch, I need to get on this TikTok right ASAP. Like, the way y'all niggas talk about me, like, it's crazy, guys. I really don't care. Like, I'm really uh, in real life. The money I made, I flipped it. You bitches a little too late to be trying to stop some business. Bitch, this business I took off. Bye, run. Bye. And I did need a hundred K followers to do On my back. What does they take for a president of the bad bitches? A terrible president of the good head bitches. It's like now, nah, but I can do any type of hair, y'all. That ain't the issue. The issue is I service a lot of people in one day. I'm not a braider that's gonna take two people and go home with her little ass skippy bit of money. You know, I could do more hair than that today. So when I ask you to blow dry and to straighten it. It's for tiny fish. Oh, wait, pause it real quick. Pause it real quick. Is she, is she specifically a braider? Now, you heard her say it, right? Yeah. But she's a braider. So with braiders, it is different. There aren't legal requirements for braiders to do mm-hmm. anything to wash the hair. Mm-hmm. They don't have those limitations. At least not here in the in the state of California. She, right. She might is not she have specifically is she specifically a brighter than so I don't know because she also does installs. So she does braids, she does locks, are, she does installs, yeah, she does weaves. Anything, yeah, anything like the braid sewing on top of the braids. She is right then. I take back what I said. If she's doing simply braiding, then that is different. There And there is not a legal requirement. Even if she was working in a salon, she would not have a legal requirement to wash her head. Yeah. I take back what I said. However, there I have seen these new kitchen beauticians. No, no. I've seen, them, I've seen them too. Because yeah. she's not just doing braids. She also is doing installs of weaves. So the install is still the same as braiding. As still considered braiding? It's okay. still considered, it's not considered, it's on the same level as if you're styling hair because the main part is you're braiding and then installing, you know, um, the bundle on the braid. Mm-hmm. So mainly the main part, which essentially takes the longest, is braiding down the hair. Mm-hmm. So that's why I understand what she's saying now where it's like, I'm not washing your head. You have to be ready to come and get in my chair so I can put this hair on you. Mm-hmm. I understand that point, but it also isn't necessarily clear from that initial messaging. If you're doing consultations or if you want to see what people's heads look like prior to, then you need to do a consultation. Right. Okay. 
I, ooh. and I think that's fair. No, with braiding, it is different, but there are, but, 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 yes, but people are asking you to come with a clean head to get a press and curl. That's the thing, though. That mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. So, so that I understand. I love that we're talking about this right now. <laughs> so, so, so that part I get. It's like it seems weird, but I think the wording for me got weird because there's people who are like just doing hair period, like oh no, you got to wash and style your hair, or wash and blow dry it straight. Um. So she, these are her business hours. She works one to nine on Monday to Friday. She does not work on the weekend. It's a $50 deposit. The deposit thing, I am never going to be I'm like, no, I understand it. Cause some, yeah, I understand deposits. Um, please have your remaining balance in cash or you'll be asked to withdraw funds and pay before your appointment. Any deposit sent without speaking to me is not, is a loss and non-refundable. Remainder balance must be paid in cash. Wow. Okay. Um, if you have damaged hair, short hair, brittle, brittleness around edges or center, colored hair, free, freshly cut hair, bluntly cut hair, you must consult with me before your import your appointment. Um, all clients must come with hair properly washed and blow dried. If not, appointment is canceled on spot. No exceptions. Absolutely no product. Light oil is an exception. No extra guests, no kids at all. <laughs> um, let's see. Hair is included, which I think is a good thing. It's like, cause maybe that means she's using good quality hair. Um, you have a five minute window for being late. Anything after a result in a $20 late fee. Anything after 10 minutes, canceled. If you're going to cancel or reschedule, please give 24 hour notice. You will have to make a new deposit if only cancel slash reschedule. Have your whole day free. Do not schedule other plans on appointment day. There can be some waiting time, all, all times or estimates. Every client is different and we have to move based off what we are working with. So let's have respect for each other's appointments. So they can't be 10 minutes late, but you can have them sitting there. You know, but yeah, I think, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what, I'm scared to even ask what chinny bumps are. I don't know what, what spell it. What is it? Chin with a Y bumps. I don't know what chinny. Oh, look, they, she also does pop smoke braids because it just says pop smoke. Lisa Bonnet braids. She meant Lisa Bonet. Bonet has one in. But she spelled Nipsey Huxley correctly because she put a dollar sign as his name. Um, yeah, Chinny. Okay. 28-inch lemonade braids slash sideway braids. Girl, let me get off this page because maybe I just don't get my hair braided, so that's probably why it, like, stuck out to me. If it is hair braiding, it, I think it is a little bit different. Yeah, so 
she also posted the um requirements she's in maryland so she she made the requirements sorry y'all this is just throwing me for a loop maryland exempts hair braiding professionals from cosmetology licensing requirements you can work as a hair braider without any formal training or education which allows those with braiding skills to work as soon as they can meet the expectations of customers so that is how she is getting around things so she literally can have you waiting here for three hours while she's doing other clients but if you're 10 minutes late, your appointment is canceled. And that's that's fine. But that's not talking about that. It's really just like basically in our minds, and it's probably because just the way we think about hair and beauty salons. It's an all-day affair. It always that's the running joke with black women going to the hair salon. But you're getting a whole service. Somebody is washing your head. Someone is styling your head. Someone is doing a lot to your hair. So it's kind of like it's the trade-off by being in the beauty salon for um, God knows what. So I see her. She she made it a point to – she did this actually eight hours ago. So this is – because I think this has been going on for like a day or so. So she posted what it says for the state of Maryland. And it's like, girl, I hear you. It's just – the first thing she put up was, do you need license to braid hair? That's not what we're saying. So now she's looking at it like, because it seems she doesn't need a license, but you don't need one. But it's weird for you to charge someone $250 and they literally have to do. I, whole... I mean, the at the braiding shops, that's the thing though. See, she's one single braider at her house. I heard of people paying that much to get hair braided at the shop, like a braiding shop, but so apparently she's saying. Apparently she's saying she has at a that point You got like a very. She ain't got no damn salon. She just don't need no license. Well, she said she, there is one person that assists pedal when braiding. Why? Because because of COVID or period. It must be period. I guess. Cause she got like there is one person that says pedal when braiding. When booking with at braids, you like it. You are agreeing to all these terms. The waiting times, all times are estimates. So you can't be ten minutes late. She'll cancel your appointment, but you better just book your whole day because you don't know when you get your hair braided. She can be like you can't though. Uh, mm. That's on Mary. Yeah, right. So. And that's on who? I just, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh my goodness. And I don't know if it's just because I know hair braiders. I know hair braiders, but I also know hairstylists and they do different things. So I guess. I just, mm, it just bothers me. It's like, and I get it. You don't need a license. Um, you don't, you don't need a license, but still there's something that just seems off about this. It just, it just seems off. It just seems off. It just, it just, it just seems off, but I don't have to pay for it. Um, it won't be, <laughs> uh-huh. not no. I know two fifty was some out of some homegirl's garage. Absolutely right. Not. Must, so I'm gonna say two fifty at the braiding shops. You know, braiding uh, shops. They'll have they'll have two braiders on your head. 
So you get out of there in like four hours, so right? Instead of eight, nine. Ten. Yeah, because my buddy, yeah. when she does, because she does weave, she does hair, blowouts, she does perms and everything. So her, um, on there, her, I think she said like seven or eight hours. I know, and I know it's just her. Um, and I think it's around the same amount. However, she's not telling you to wash your hair before you get here. It's like, wait, what? But I, some writers are really invested in their craft. Yeah, it's just like he's doing this to make money, and I don't give a fuck about you know your scalp health, hair health. Don't give a fuck. Like yes. I'm just trying to make this money. I, I I gotta get more people in. I'm like I get it, girl. Okay, all right, girl, you got it. It's like we sitting here. I'm like I don't even know why I'm doing this. Okay, so next story, <laughs> Mickey, because I can't with her. So Rick Santorum has been literal tr- garbage since ever. I feel like I, you know, back before when I read um, Dan Savage's, um, I read Dan Savage's uh, column, Savage Love, before we found out that he literally is, he also is trash. That's another conversation. He always make fun of Rick Santorum because he is just bigoted, xenophobic, racist, trash. Always has been. Every phobia and ism out there, Rick Santorum probably has a card for each of those clubs. So, <laughs> so he decided, so let the, I got this from The Guardian. The former U.S. Senator and CNN political commentator Rick Santorum has sparked outrage among Native Americans or indigenous folks, if we want to be, you know, better. <clears throat> and prompted calls for his dismissal by telling a right-wing students conference that European colonists who came to America birthed a nation from nothing. There was nothing Ooh. here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but candidly, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. <sighs> we came here and created a blank uh, We birthed a nation from nothing. <sighs> Again, he's been trash. I love how you're acting like the genocide that happened for indigenous folks means that it was a blank slate. No, that sounds like a bloody slate to me, but what do I know? Also, that like indigenous communities, like and, and their contributions, their existence, their practices were nothing. Indigenous practices were just nothing. Mm-hmm. That it just didn't matter. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I swear. And if we don't have any Native American culture, every time you all call something your spirit animal. Hello? Some Every time you guys dress up. Oh, I'm sorry. The Redskins, quote unquote. The Washington Redskins. Y'all couldn't even come up with an animal. Y'all call it the Washington football team. I'm like, the hell are you doing? The Washington Chiefs. The Chiefs. They, I because think they got no rid of Native American style. culture. Mm-hmm. There's a, I think they may have, nope. Any, any think, team, any team that's referred to as the Savages, any high school football team in the Midwest. That's How many so-and-so sports teams do we call, have called Savages? Indians? They got the Blackhawks. I'm like, what are y'all doing? It's like, now there's no Native American. Okay. Um, polluted it. Anytime any of you dress up in traditional feathers for Halloween. Hello. Pocahontas. 
her story. And we have to remind y'all every damn time. Every time we have to remind you, hey, hi, so this is not what she did. It's like... Sacagawea saved Lewis and Clark from dying because they didn't know where they were fucking going. All these great explorers were just lost. They were fucking lost in the Uh forest, at sea. They didn't know where the fuck they were going because they didn't know science until they ran into people of color. And people of color taught them science. Africans taught them science. Indigenous people taught them science. We taught them hygiene. They were dying. Mm-hmm. So all those plagues in Europe because niggas weren't washing their hands. European women were dying all the time in childbirth because they were getting infections because people wouldn't wash their fucking hands before touching a woman in her genitals and a baby. Yes. Who taught you how to clean your hands? Who taught you science? Who taught you math? Indigenous people, people of color, every fucking place you invaded, you colonized, we taught you how to be better people. Fuck out of here. Girl, you let them tell it. So we, we, yeah, we created something out of nothing. Bitch, well, you guys, like- you're disgusting. You pollute areas everywhere you go in the world has been inflicted with pain and death and devastation and disease because you all are nasty. You bring plagues everywhere. Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> According to Rick Santorum, y'all, the U.S. was founded as a Judeo-Christian theoretic state. He might be, yeah, uh, who the fuck said this? <sighs> Yeah, I can't read anymore about fuck Rick Santorum. Apparently, he's put out statements that I had no intention of minimizing or any way to value a Native American culture. You literally said they weren't here. You literally said you literally you know, said they built, built the country with nothing. So, how, what did you mean? You knew damn well what you were saying. It's like, but yeah, the whole let's act like it didn't. Happen. Says, we're done. Yeah, we're not Americans. doing this anymore. It's like, stop doing this. It's like, y'all need to stop. Because y'all really had people believing that Native American, indigenous activists in D.C. were not protesting the name of the Boston football team for decades. Let Y'all let Dan Snyder tell y'all nobody had a problem. Like, are you kidding me? I'll be 40 this year. They've always hated that name. Why are you lying to people? And now, because outside was closed for a host, like for No Hot Girl Summer, y'all like, oh, I guess we should change this now. You're, oh, I don't know, 40, 50 years too late. You should have been changed that fucking name because let Dan Snyder tell it. Nobody had a problem with it. He's like, well, I mean, we took this poll and they ain't had no problem. You literally asked 10 indigenous people off the street. Meanwhile, ignoring the actual activists who were protesting that name, excuse me, for decades. They've always been protesting it. I remember just to my mama, she's like, they've always hated that name. She's like, they're always protesting. She's like, they've always hated it. Why would they say, I'm like, girl, I don't know. But yeah, Rick Santorum, he's literally a piece of shit. But he's always been trash. So good to hell luck, everybody. Let's slide into mid, let's slide into high key. And this wasn't planned but it seemed like i put everything here so last week 
they had the Oscars. The Oscars were in person, still a little socially distanced because people weren't on top of each other. People still had on masks. So Daniel Kaluuya won an Oscar for Judas and the Black Messiah. I have to say, as someone who saw the movie, he definitely deserved it. So they had them in the room. And I think it sounded like people were like on Skype asking questions. Didn't seem like they were in the same room. So Margaret Gardner, a HFPA and South African journalist, asked, was asking questions of Daniel Kaluuya. So this is how she started. And it was remote. She did do remote. I've been following you since the beginning of your career. And I was wondering what it meant for you to be directed by Regina, what this means for you at this time with the world and the state that it's in. Now, you may think this is an innocent question. Let me just say this. Aldous Hodge was in the movie, directed by Regina King, One Night in Miami. Daniel Kaluuya was not. He was in Judas and the Black Messiah. But you've been following his career since the beginning, but you don't know that um, that's not, he's not the nigga that's in the movie. It's like, what are you talking about? So this is. So, so people, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stephanie. So she's asking. Wait, what? She thought. So she thought Daniel Kalua was Aldous Hodge and she thought he had one. So I don't know Oscar if it was Daniel one night Aldous and, Hodge. I don't was like, she thought he was one of the men. She that thought was he in, was in one, one, in night, one in night in Miami. Miami. But she's like, I've been following your career. So. Yeah, he won an Oscar for Judas and the Black Messiah. The movie that right, Regina like, King did not that direct. Right. That's not like where what? Like yeah. where that's I'm, I was lost because I was like, what what is what is she confused about? Does she think Regina King is the director of Judas and the Black Messiah? Does she think that he is Aldous Hodge? Girl. So home so you know, of course, for like the Oscars, they put the clips online and I went, the fuck is she saying? So this is what Homegirl did at first. Hashtag Daniel Kaluuya. I did not mistake you for Leslie. I'm sorry, it was Leslie Odom Jr. It wasn't Aldous Hodge. Leslie Odom Jr. Because Leslie was also nominated, but it's for one night in Miami. They were all in the same category. Best supporting actor. I would love to know who was the best actor for Judas and the Black Messiah, but that's neither here nor there. So she said, I did not mistake you for Leslie Odom Jr. I'm sorry if it seemed that way. I had wanted to ask about Regina King not being nominated as a director for One Night in Miami and your win for Judas and the Black Messiah for the community at this time. There was a sound issue, so I dropped the part about Regina King and restated my question. What does it mean for the community at this time when I listed now listened, listed, listed to the audio. I do understand, but there was no confusion. So here we go. We're going to play what the fuck she said. <laughs> Hello, the internet is forever. I, I don't know why you're doing this, folks. I don't know why you're doing this. Okay, so here we go. Da, da, da. Um, I want to congratulate. Hold on, let me pull the back. Hi. Um, I want to congratulate you on this. I've been following you since the beginning of your career. And I was wondering uh, what it meant for you uh, 
uh, to be um, directed by Regina, what this means for you uh, at this time uh, with the world and the state that it's in. Say that question again, please. I was wondering what it meant for you to win with the world in the state that it's in at the moment. What it meant to win to what the state is in the moment. Um, it, it just, you know, it's, it's amazing to have this honor and to, to be appreciated in this way. Okay, so homeboy, homegirl thinks we're boo boo the fool. Um, that is what you said to be directed by Regina King. And the thing about it is, Daniel helped you out because he asked you to repeat it. You dizzy bitch. <laughs> he actually helped you. I kind of wish he hadn't, but I can understand. Look, he had, we, we asked black people to be way too gracious, quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, uh, ma'am, instead of you actually doing what you should have, which is just saying, I'm so sorry for getting you confused. You didn't. You told everybody, I don't know what y'all heard. I'm like, uh, we heard what you said. I can tell you exactly what I heard. It was what you said. You dumb dizzy bitch. I'm going to keep calling. See, I'm just going to keep calling her a dumb dizzy bitch. I really am. Because I don't understand why she just didn't say like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had been it'd been a long day. I was thinking about Regina's direction of X, Y, Z. And it, it just came out. It came out incorrect. I don't know why she just didn't say that. Oh, I don't know why either. Because I'm sitting here like you do realize you didn't have to do all of that. Because that wasn't it. It wasn't necessary. I was like, ma'am, you are the one. It's like, ma'am, you were like, I don't know what y'all heard. And it's like, what do you mean what I heard? We heard what you said. We heard what you, what you said. <laughs> I didn't confuse him. It's like, well, I don't know what you heard. Um, like, what do you mean? I, Girl, I, I'm just sitting here like, baby, are you okay? But then she actually went back and apologized. But it's kind of like, baby, yeah, it's a little too late for me. <laughs> it, and it's, it is what it is. It's like, we're gonna, not going to remember this next year, and that's fine. <sighs> but the fact that Black, especially in this year where, one, the best supporting actor category was just heavy with talent, and you still had to be gracious. And instead of you just admitting that you fucked up, you said, no, no, that's not what I said. And then people are like, yeah, this is what the fuck you said. And then it was like, oh, let me apologize. It's like, girl, fuck you. It's like, uh, baby, just, just take your licks. It's okay. It's okay for you to just say that I fucked up. And it's, a, but here's the thing. This is why it's going to sound like bullshit because I'm like, ma'am, this is your job to know. You're not a doctor in a hospital. You're not a surgeon. So you mixing up Leslie Odom Jr. and Danny Kaluuya, two black men who literally do not look alike. <sighs> okay. 
you being a reporter and this is your fucking this is your genre of work it is not okay for you to fuck this up and stop telling people that they like i don't know what y'all heard i heard exactly what you said that's what i heard so yeah yeah fuck her forever actually no i'm saying that and i won't even remember her from three months from now it'll be that lady who did something Okay, next story in high key. I did mention it. So it is Janet Mock. Come on. That's right. Get get into this. Come on, court. Get into that. I'm sorry. I'm just picking one. Y'all can't see this. One of these days, Stephanie's going to get the Patreon and y'all can see this foolishness. But not today. Because it's just for me. Because I will warn people. Because it's not funny to spring stuff on. Anyway, so Janet Mock... We talked about her. Okay, so this is from the Daily Beast. This also was reported on page six. I'm just going to be, I'm not even sure how shady it probably was on page six, the way they wrote it. I don't even want to discuss it because Lord have mercy. So here we go. Kevin Fallon. Why is it? Oh, I'm thinking, never mind. At the emotional New York City premiere for the third and final season of Pose on Thursday night, there were tears and there were truths. In the case of executive producer and director Janet Mock, who delivered a remarkable, at times uncomfortable and messy and possibly industry-changing speech, there were dramatic examples of both. Fuck Hollywood, she said early on in her address to the audience, which lasted about 15 minutes. This makes you uncomfortable? It should. It should make you fucking shake in your motherfucking boots. I gotta say motherfucking because I'm black. Um, This is speaking the truth. This is what Pose is. The socially distanced COVID safe event took place at Jazz at Lincoln Center. Ooh, nice. It was one of the first major in-person premieres of its kind this year in New York and the first at FX, which will premiere the new season of Pose. Actually, it was May 2nd, so this is, um, you'll hear this after it's premiered already, has hosted in well over a year. Attendees included the show's cast, East dressed in jaw-dropping red carpet wear and creative team, FX executives, a few dozen critics and journalists, all individually escorted to seats dotted across the auditorium. A theater at Jazz at Lincoln Center has never looked so sparsely occupied, but also after these last 15 months so full. There's no better show than Pose to usher in the the industry into a cautious new normal at this point in the pandemic. It is a series about survival, about the power of family and community, and about confronting the harsh realities that too often get overlooked because it's easier or makes people more comfortable. For Mock, that meant departing from the show's party line about its trans talent being given what they're worth. Instead, she called out those who capitalize on their stories without paying them what they owed. For co-stars... I'm sorry, for co-creators Ryan Murphy and Stephen Cannells, that meant acknowledging the impact of a revolutionary show. In my career that has now lasted for 25 years, it is the most important thing that I've ever, that I've been a part of, Murphy said about Pose. And it is the thing I think that I'm most proud to consider myself a part of. Cannells recounted what he took recounted how he took 166 meetings in Los Angeles trying to get Pose made. On the 167th meeting, he met executive producer Sherry Marsh, who introduced him to Ryan Murphy, who not only agreed to make the show, but to make it with Cannels. He ended his remarks with a beautiful, heartfelt thank you to Mock for her support, concluding, it is not lost to me that as a cis man, my career and this story is built on the backs of Black and Afro-Latinx trans women who have told the best story. So thank you, especially to the women of our show. When Mock took the mic, it's fair to assume that most of the 100 people and the 100 people, oh my God, and the audience expected the love fest and the message of progress and appreciation to continue. 
but it quickly became clear that she had things to get off her chest. She demanded to know why she why she was only paid forty thousand an episode for her work on the show. She made an ovation to her boyfriend Angel Bismarck Curiel, who plays Little Poppy, seeming to ask for forgiveness after cheating on him. A series of calls and responses were meant to uplift trans cast members who she felt were under. Estimated, and she noted that the first two episodes of the series didn't live up to the quality <laughs> didn't live up to the quality of the rest of the run because they were written by men. Oh my god! She then called to Murphy in the audience, asking him to repeat several times what he did to make the show better. I wanted to bring in the girls, he said, referring to Mock and Our Lady J, who joined the writers' room. The speech began in tears at a podium with Mock barely able to speak before it exploded across the stage with the star grabbing the handheld mic and pacing back and forth as if delivering a sermon. This is what Pose taught me, she began. I grew, I stand up taller in the world because of this show. I know that I matter because of this show. I have a voice because of this show. She said that the bright attitude she previously projected was a responsibility. I was happy because I had to be happy because I was, if I wasn't happy, the girls wouldn't know that happiness is possible, but it was masking the truth. She said, I'm hurting y'all. I see injustice and it hurts me inside. When a talent asks you for a suite, you give them a suite because they need it. She said, she singled out cast members, Haley Shahar, Dominique Jackson, Angelica Ross, and Jay Rodriguez, toasting their talent and shaming everyone who undervalued or underestimated them because they were pretty or inexperienced. At her most passionate, she demanded to know why she wasn't paid more for her work. Why am I making 40000 a motherfucking episode, huh? Do you know who the fuck I am? Do you know what I fucking mean? Huh? I'm angry. This is truth. This is motherfucking truth. She apologized to co-executive producer Our Lady J saying, I tried to shrink you to make myself bigger. Why couldn't I just love you? The speech ended on a note of accountability and that meant piercing through the talking points, the ones tied up in a bow about inclusivity, opportunity, and progress that have been served to the media over the last three seasons. She mocked the standard line in a sing-song voice. It means so much to everyone to ensure that we enable Black and Brown trans women to make it. That sounds Sounds good, right? It makes you uncomfortable me talking like that because then I don't scare you into facing the fucking truth. You all have stomped on us. It was a brave, unexpected speech, one that certainly caught its audience by surprise, all of whom were nervously at an event for the first time in over a year and rendered breathless and occasionally uneasy by Mock's passion and candor. Whew. It's a kind of scorched earth telling truth telling that you might hear the executives and an industry figure mock called out publicly praise for its honesty in pursuit of change. Then you wonder what they actually are going to say about it or about mock behind closed doors. Historically, that's what happens when marginalized people demand their worth. <sighs> At the very least, we can ask for some bravery from these people with the suits, the purse strings, and the power. This time, don't do the two-faced whispering. This time, listen, process, and act. Mock repeatedly acknowledged that, that what she was saying was making people uncomfortable. That's what the truth does, especially when it's set off a grenade to expectations, like the ones 100 people had when filing to premiere Pose, the first post-pandemic event on Thursday night. It scratches at you until you finally address the itch. It's how you treat it that matters. The most moving moment came when Mock openly wondered if by saying all this, she may have ruined her career. As I stand here, I'm shaking and quaking, afraid that what I said, I cannot put back in. In a silence that followed, her trans sisters in the audience, including co-stars Dominique Jackson, India Moore, Angelica Ross, and Haley Shahar, all started to speak up. You are safe. We love you, Janet. Thanks for saying that. My sisters, right? What did they say when I I almost fell down just now? 
Suffice to say that Mox electric, at times imperious, at times caustic, but impressively sincere and consequential remarks overshadowed the screening of the episode, which she directed that followed. It certainly added context to it, too. Post season three started filming in March 2020 and became and because of the pandemic, just finished worked on its episodes with Mock and her post community seeing it through to the end amidst their those circumstances. Okay. Um so there's a little bit more to this, but I'm gonna stop here. <laughs> I this is why I gave her her roses. There's a reason. So it is going to be very uncomfortable for a lot of people because I think we are so used to marginalized groups just be just proje- projecting or what's the word I want to use performing gratitude in a way that is acceptable to the people that basically give them, give up their seat at the table for them. I don't even want to say gave seat at the table because Janet Mock, had her, her own name before she got involved in Post. You still, you knew who Janet Mock was. So it wasn't, Post didn't give her a seat or a platform. She already had it. It just made her platform just a little bit bigger because she was involved in Post. I, I'm glad they didn't really talk about what happened with Angel because that's, that's between you two. Um, I personally didn't even know that she was no longer married. So I was confused by that because I'm like, I could have swore she was married, but um, I paid more attention to her business and not her personal life. I am, I'm glad the other women that are involved in Pose didn't like kind of shrink away and just go, girl, we don't know her. And they were just like, no, we love you. And we're glad you're speaking up because I think performing gratitude in a way that'll make other people comfortable is not the game that we can play anymore. So I'm not sure what made her say it at that moment. I'm glad she got it off her chest. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Miss Courtney? What, Kate? Um, I wanted to touch back on the not performing gratitude, um, being able because that's a a uh of white supremacy as well, right? Like having to feel like you have to perform gratitude, take, mm-hmm. you know, you got this opportunity, don't try to rock the boat when there's yeah. really issues at stake. Like her yeah. underpayment is an issue. That's mm-hmm. an issue at stake. Mm-hmm. And she shouldn't have to be grateful for being underpaid. None of us would expect that. Exactly. Um, you know, a white man, a white man would not thank anyone for being underpaid correct so why do we especially when it comes to um the point that of course black and and brown women are underpaid and as you get if you when once you add identities that are also marginalized Mm -hmm. her being a not just black but a black trans woman Mm -hmm. and what that comes into it means something for her to advocate for her appropriate level of pay. Correct. Stop doing that. And so, um, yeah, it's like, no, you don't have to sit back and just take, uh, you know, the, the crumbs, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have to take the crumbs. Correct. 
Um, yeah, the the um, the I can already hear it now. The the ungrateful uh, label coming mm-hmm. our way. You know it's coming because it's always you know, the it, I'm like no, it didn't. And she was and it, mocked. It's the right. Janet was. They brought her on because of who she was. Correct. They did not. They they. Pose did not make her who she. I need y'all to both calm down. You know, Pose did not make Janet mock who she was. They brought right. her in. They brought Janet mock in to make Pose what it is. So let's be clear on that. Um. Yeah, I um. I can just hear now the oh how ungrateful and. You know, setting she's setting trans women back and all of no. that. All of that. You know it's and you know it's coming. And it was like, yeah, I don't think she's necessarily wrong talking about the pay discrepancy because she really isn't. She could have left Angel out. I'm like, we can debate that. Um, but for the most part, it's like, no, some of that see, that's the thing. It's like we're done with white comfort. We're done with, like, mm-hmm. and it seems like she's done with white comfort and cis comfort. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's it's definitely fine. It's like, no, you can let, you can let us cis people have it. Cause I swear it's like, I, can I just, so this is a funny story. I was in a room on Clubhouse and the stage was full of queer and or trans people, right? This guy got on stage and I think they let him up and he, and one of the moderators like, wait, um, hi. And they said, I can't remember this man's name. They're like, are you like, are you straight? And he's like, yes, I click. They had removed him so quick. I was screaming for 25 minutes because I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, I need you to read the room. Why are you coming up on this stage? And he's probably like, and they just kicked me off stage. I'm like, because this stage ain't for you. You lucky they're not kicking you out the room. Like you don't have to be. I don't get the obsession of wanting to be in spaces that aren't for you, especially on the stage. Why are you here? (laughs) It's like, uh, yeah, I was like, let me. I don't understand that obsession at all. I don't either. You, that's the thing. And it's like I've been in black spaces where they're like, they see people come in. It's like if you are not black, we're going to ask you to leave. If you don't leave, we're going to remove you. Right. That's it. And it's like it shouldn't. It's like. If they say, look, if you're not um gay or trans and you're in this room, you need to leave. It's like, fair. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to say? No. It's like, I've been, and then I, like, I've been invited. I have friends who, you know, are queer and are trans. Mm-hmm. And um, both of y'all give me the remote. And it's like, they've invited me to, um, you know, some spaces where to speak. And it's like, I don't, if you want me to say a couple of words i'm mm-hmm. fine with that yeah but i don't have to i you know this isn't the space for me correct it's not it's not my it's there's nothing you don't lose anything by stepping back and stepping really to don't. the side and letting letting folks be centered who don't get to i get to be centered every day all the time yeah even as a black woman i get to be centered all the time in my profession and my household mm-hmm. i am mm-hmm. centered i get to you know i have opportunities to be focused on that's not the right foot um so it doesn't i don't lose anything but then Correct. also you know like that comes with 
the comfortability of yourself. Like you understanding, if you've been silenced, if you've been marginalized, you understand making space is important if you've been there. If you've never been there, then you you don't know. Uh, um, you don't understand the the need for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I wish y'all get it. Like, I, it's way too much. I'm like, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be on the stage. I'm like, because one, you're lucky that, see, that's the thing. Spaces are going to get more curated and they're like, okay, wait a minute. Do I see, do I see your pronouns? Do I see certain flags in your bio? If it's not there, it's like, we're going to ask you to leave. And it's like, it should be just fine. And it's like, because honestly, I'd be like, that's fair. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, not fair. Yeah, so if I was somewhere and it, if I was somewhere and it was like, you know, we want to have a conversation or a discussion or a space and it's only trans women. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you're mm-hmm. a cisgender woman. We're going to ask you to leave. This shouldn't be a problem. It's like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you for being nice and not just kick. It's not even saying not not just kick me out the room. Even if you did, I'd be like, oh, I guess I wasn't supposed to be there. We 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 need to be adults and not be like, why can't I be here? I'm like, because you can't. There's literally so many rooms in your hallway. You can just go anywhere, baby. I swear. For real. But yeah, all I hope Janet Mock is having a good day. And I hope she is not beating herself up. She probably isn't. She's probably like, I said what the fuck I said. And I hope that is what she is doing. Because I respect your gang- gangster, Janet. Um, Somebody's gangster I do not respect. Our last story. So, Caitlin, so let me just give this disclaimer. I'm going to say this right now. I or we are not going to sit here and misgender Caitlin. We're not going to do it. I've seen people already doing this. And I'm like, yeah, you can... Calling someone an asshole is gender neutral. She is an asshole. So I'm not going to misgender her. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And it's kind of like, you can literally find other things except her, um, that agenda that she wants to identify with to shit on her. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a old white woman. Okay. She's acting like an old ass white woman. I just want to let y'all know that. So, Caitlin was stopped by the TMZ. And can we just oh. say, Go ahead. can we just say for Californians, Calabasas is conservative. It's As not fuck. LA. It's not West Hollywood. As fuck. It's not LA. It's not, it's, it's the Los Angeles. It's the Southern California area. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I don't know where all of the listeners are from, mm-hmm. but California is not a utopia of uh, privileged, uh, 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 progressive folks. It's like the Bay Area and mm-hmm. then parts of L.A. Mm-hmm. The rest of California is red. Kind of like, like Georgia, because everybody thinks because Atlanta's in Georgia is super liberal. It's like. Have you looked outside of no. those three counties? <laughs> no. There's like three counties that's no. black and everything else is red and if you granted, really look at that and map. And granted, it's like those are the most populated areas. Mm-hmm. But California is big. You're in Baltimore. Huge. So that's like Baltimore down. I mean, almost like Baltimore to the southern part of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long she hops in a car right now. What's What's eight mile? What's eight hours south of you? 
If you just got in the car, drove south for eight hours, it would be like um, probably the the northernmost tip of Georgia. Because I think it took okay. me like eight or ten okay. hours to drive from my from Maryland to Georgia. So yeah, because I think South okay. Carolina so is like maybe that's, six that's hours, four space. six. Right, like that's the space that covers. So Child. you have mm-hmm. a lot of California is a lot of outside of the city. So. Yeah, Courtney is giving you like the mass of California. It is huge. It's very red. Hence why Prop 8 was able to be. So remember, everybody remembers knowing Prop 8. I'm like, you do realize it passed. It was voted on and they voted for it. Then it was like, oh my God, what happened? Y'all didn't read what it was. Y'all let, y'all let that shit pass. They had billboards and shit. This wasn't something, this was not like in North Carolina when they did the bath, bath, I think it was the bathroom bill overnight. It wasn't the council that voted. This was on the ballot and y'all let this happen, hashtag y'all. And then it became, oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm like, why didn't any of y'all vote against it? <laughs> it was like, it, it, it was on the ballot, baby. I mean, I, and I, so I'm glad y'all got it like overturned, but please believe that's how, conservative some parts of california really is basically yeah the damn whole no state. they they don't we have yeah outside of the cities it's a mm-hmm. lot of farmland we it's, it's rural california right. and folks in the rural areas are conservative when it comes to social issues to Correct. religious issues to things like marriage equality mm-hmm. things like trans rights things like abortion rights so um and then, then when you hit more, and not the other part about the rural Californians is mm-hmm. rural Californians are rich. They're yeah, rich. Right. They have a yeah. lot of money. They have a lot of farmland. Mm-hmm. They have government contracts to get their crops into yep. schools, to get their crops into um, different mass distribution channels. Mm-hmm. They are These are not... Your small town poor farmers nope. rubbing two beans together, hoping it turns into a beanstalk. These are those are the black farmers, wealthy, not the white ones, though. <laughs> very politically active, mm-hmm. right? The they're very active, very politically connected. On so yeah, they're, they're very wealthy. I went to a um, I went to a fundraiser couple years back mm, okay when what let him watch family feud i went to a fundraiser uh for a a county position this wasn't the right one um i don't know they might be called county commissioners in your area we call them the county board of supervisors mm-hmm. i went to a county board of supervisors fundraiser at a farm in um border of castro valley ceremony to uh, upper middle class area, city east of Oakland. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful farm that had, he owned tons of land, had the most souped up truck. You know, like they don't drive Benzes and stuff, but their trucks are fully mm-hmm. loaded, all types of brand new high tech shit. So mm-hmm. um, I went there and, and it was a bunch of rural folks, similar, you know, also owned farmland they're writing checks for twenty thousand five thousand ten thousand nothing like it's nothing these are big these rural folks out here out this way are conservative and they got big money so 
I say all that to say that the conservative groups here, also we've got big business. We've got a lot of tech money and a lot of those folks are conservative, especially mm-hmm. when it comes down to taxes. Mm-hmm. If, if they can avoid paying taxes, they will, and they'll vote for who is going to keep taxes low. You can't play with the remote. Look at the face. Look at the face. Look at the face. Crazy. What's happening? Oh, I'm sorry. We dropped the phone away. He's like, get that out of my face, huh? (laughs) Right. Oh, cool. Mad at you, girl. Mm, Mm. Oh, excuse me. So, yeah, I say all that to say that um, California is conservative and the conservative folks out this way have money and they know how to use it. Mm, Just a mess. So, including in all that money is Caitlyn Jenner, who was on her Saturday morning coffee run. Because she is clear on um, where she stands. Him. It's an issue of fairness and we need to protect girls' sports in our schools. Um, so the headline from TMZ said, if you're a biological boy, you shouldn't be in girls' sports. <sighs> See, I love that I can just put this here because my God. I'm confused about like what even her point was by saying that because so she 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 feels that way so then what right so then so she should have if she was if she would have went through her transition back in the eighties back when she was which trying she meant, to do it which is what she wanted is that you right which is what she wanted so she would have went through her transition when she was still an active um you know, uh, a, a Olympic athlete, she would have wanted to still compete in men's. Is that what she's saying? Or would she have not competed at all? Like, what is, like, what's her whole point? Of even, I don't even know her whole point of even bringing that up. I don't either. So let's, let's see what Miss Caitlin has to say. Let's see. Hi, Caitlin. So there's legislation in various states to ban biological boys or trans from playing girls sports in school. What's your opinion on that? Uh, This is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girls sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect. Bring that bag out when you're done. Put it in the trash. Now identifies as a girl. Isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent a good day? So, Caitlin is a former Olympian. Girl. She's a former triathlete. Homegirl. With her and her dog from the Starbucks decided to say it is unfair. And I said this on Twitter and I meant it because we're not discussing the misogyny that it is that you are literally saying you don't want trans girls 
competing in quote unquote girl sports. I'm putting quote unquote because yeah, I, I'm feeling froggy today. You you don't want you you think it's unfair because there's some inherent bias that you think boys are better at sports than girls and they'll have an advantage. Without any kind of information to back up your story. It is so super weird because it's not, they're trying to ban trans girls from girl sports, but they're not trying to ban trans boys from boys sports because you don't think they have an advantage because you think women are weaker. That is how that that's what we're doing here. I think I was in a clubhouse room. Someone was talking about bone density. And I was like, girl, nobody who is like having a problem with this is thinking about bone density differences between uh, males and females. Nobody's thinking about bone density. I can almost bet you the farm on that. But first, you know, when Caitlin had her show, a lot of people were like, well, now that she is able to come out and she's being um, embraced by the community, that she, her Republican views, her conservative views, her closed-minded views that she had pre-transition were going to disappear. And we're watching that it did not. Caitlin is the same Republican that she has always been. She is the same conservative, closed-minded person she has always been. She changed her gender, not her stance, because she wasn't for same-sex marriage either, pre- or post-transition. Caitlin's still the same damn person. And I apologize Which for- is interesting, right? Because Caitlin has stated that mm-hmm. um, still is attracted to women. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's not gay. Um, that her gender identity that has, is not just, yes, she transitioned to a woman. She is not now attracted to men. Um, she's still attracted to women. So, um, so you would think that would I don't know make her a lesbian, but she's like, no, I'm not gay, and it's like, so if you right. are identifying as a woman and you're attracted to women, I, I mean, I'm no dictionary, but okay. <laughs> and, and like I'm, I'm and, and for me, right, like I'm not caught up on it. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you don't call it, you you don't call it being a lesbian. You don't call it being gay. That's fine. You're just like. Okay. Attracted to women. And I'm like, fine. But if you went through the legal channels to transition and your gender is now a woman, I don't know down, down the line, like the legal, the legality of it all is you're a woman that's marrying another woman. If, if she chose to get remarried Mm -hmm. and so that would be a same sex marriage. But I really think for Caitlin, her trans status is more about gender expression more than anything. Mm. Okay. So that's why it's easy for her to compartmentalize mm-hmm. stuff like trans girls not playing in sports 
because she's still very like this for her. I think it's very much an expression, not gender identity. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I don't know that for sure. Right. Like, but it comes yeah. off like for you to be able to have the politics and abuse that you do, but mm-hmm. then you're identifying as trans. I really feel like this comes down to trans. It's her transitioning was about gender expression mm. versus versus gender identity. Right. Because it can vary, right? I can very much, I'm a cisgender woman. I can very much, like, I am a woman, but my gender expression might be masculine, but it's like, I am a woman. I'm attracted to men. I have sex with men. I have children. I'm a mother. I'm very much, like, into being a mother and these traditional feminine, you know, I'm doing air quotes because people won't be able to see me. <laughs> traditional feminine, I so on and so forth. Right. All of that, but I can probably, you know, I feel like that's why she's able to just really adhere to like this misogyny and all this stuff because it's just about gender expression. It's about her being able to express herself in a feminine way and have the the traditional markings, air quotes again, traditional markings of mm-hmm. femininity, the long hair, the dresses jewelry all of that makeup all of that she's able to rock all of that shit but then still hold misogyny so dear correct (laughs) you still i'm like yeah that didn't it's like caitlin is just changing like her expression and her identity because i think it really was about and the thing about this i'm not gonna i can't even weigh her transness because quite frankly it's like caitlin's an asshole but Y'all, I hate to break it to you. She was always an asshole. This, it didn't. She's just. It, it's like she's the same person. She's the same closed-minded person. It's like she, she, she truly is. And it seemed. And the thing about it is, is that the the women that were on the show with her, now people are coming to them, and a lot of them, like I, I think it's a couple of them. I think Jenny's the one I think had been quoted in a couple of articles saying she has not talked to Caitlyn in years. And so it makes me think that you use these women for clout, but as a Kardashian trade, I'm assuming. So I just, it's like, baby, Caitlyn Jenner is not y'all ally. But again, she wasn't trying to be nobody's ally, at least in the truest form, it was more like, hey, I'm out and I get to live my life this way. Baby, you were sitting in rooms with women who wanted to identify. So that really had to bust their ass to identify how they were. They had to participate in sex work. A a life you are never going to know because you are a very rich white person. So you don't know what that's like and how annoying it fucking is to watch you get all this praise, but black and brown trans women are demonized. Or you have a Janet mock because she's going to end up being demonized to a certain extent. Uh, The Republican white people, they're not going to demonize Caitlyn. They may actually push Caitlyn forward as a mascot. And the bad part about it is, is like you see any black or brown Republicans, why do you think they push them forward? 
It's like, hey, we need some pets. See, we need y'all to bring in folks that look like you so they get, so we can bring them in too. But people see the gag really quickly. I just hope they see the gag with Caitlin for governor. I really do. Because one, I, I can't say that I'm disappointed in Caitlin because I didn't have faith in Caitlin. But for the many trans folks and the for the folks are just like you're making us look bad they're probably disappointed but a lot of them probably didn't have faith in her either so there's that but this is just pretty fucked up that caitlin is literally the same person before transition that she is after transition um her identity has changed her politic has not her views her stance has not changed it just is worse because now you are identifying as a woman and still holding on to the misogynistic traits. But there are a lot of cisgendered women who probably feel the same way as her. So I can't even say what it is. It's like, I feel like when it comes to internalized misogyny, all misogynists aren't, don't identify as male. So I, it's just annoying at this point. Final thoughts, Courtney. Um, I just want to point out that Equality California, which is an LGBTQIA um, advocacy organization, mm -hmm. um, basically denounced Caitlin's run for governor. So... They said they cannot wait to vote in trans person for the highest uh, office in leadership in the state, but it ain't going to be her Good. for all the reasons you just mentioned. So I hope so. And I hope and that's not cruising in the background singing the family feud. Oh, uh, my God. That's so crazy. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I love babies. Y'all know. I'm not editing him out. Just wanted to let y'all know. I'm not. I'm not doing it because that's my boo thing. Um, but yeah, I mm, I hope so. I hope they are able to say, yeah, no, she does not represent us. I still remember when they had people protesting her, and they had um, protest groups, and I still remember that one woman said, "You do not represent us, Caitlin." It's like, now check that. Y'all, I think that's a show. I'm very excited. I really am. I always am excited to have Courtney here because, you know, she keeps me up to date with stuff that's going on in California. And I'm a get see homegirl with the red shorts. I got my eye on her, but she big see. She big time. She know what she did. You, she lucky she's so she's big. A, she's a delegate. She didn't Child. look to folks. She went with the convention. She didn't did all the things. She look at this. I was like, let me tell you something. You big town now, so I can't leave my comments about your red shorts. So I can't say nothing. You just lucky, but I can still DM you. So don't even don't even think about it. But y'all, this is the beginning of May. It is now May. Come to May. Show me who you are. See now, I'm gonna go listen to, um, Mandy Jamika Moore's greatest hits y'all better give mandy jamika moore her things okay 
give back her things. But it's Jamisha. Jamisha. Um, oh, was Jamisha now? Oh, okay, Jamisha. Amanda Jamisha. <laughs> yes, come on. Okay, I'm excited. Amanda Jamisha. Um, but Courtney, again, thank you for being here. I'm I, you're, it gets right, it gets rowdy in her house because she my baby mama with the boys. So they'd be like, yeah, uh, like, fuck your recording. Look, here, we doing this. It's like, oh, okay. They're coming to be with you for the summer, just warning you, you know. <laughs> Come on through. Are you kidding me? See, my father would be like, okay, bring them. And he'll, he'll he'll tell them to pick up a stick. I'm like, why are you telling them to pick up sticks? What are you doing? Don't. Caleb will be apprehensive, but Cruz will listen. He probably will. And I was like, I swear, okay. I'm like, why? Why does he have a stick? Oh, because we was just walking in the park and why does he have a never mind? Never you know what? Never mind, James. Whatever you want to do, it's very cute. Kids love him. There is there are little kids who literally are convinced that he actually is the real Santa Claus. They really believe that he's Santa Claus. I'm like, I don't know what you did to them. He's like, I don't know what I did either. He played Santa Claus at one little party and they're like, that's the real Santa Claus. I'm like, yes, please tell all your white friends that Santa is black so they can like lose their minds. Um but before we get out of here, um, Courtney, do you want to, sh- do you want folks to follow you? Cause I ain't going to tell them, but <laughs> cause I ain't going to tell them. <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't see her face. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> so for the most part, I'm going to give you some, some mentionables about the C-Dub show. That's what I'm going to give y'all. Don't be, don't be hunting down Courtney. Okay. They'll be like, ooh, she cute. Nope, don't do it. Nope, 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 don't do it. But um, y'all, uh, this has been the Mocha Minutes Podcast. I will be back next week. I'm going to have some more mamas. Um, You know a couple of them. That'll be Taria and Cook. So Taria from What Else Is Going On and Cook from Highly Inappropriate. We are going to be breaking down. I'm already telling y'all now. It's no surprise. Um, The Versus, SWV versus Escape. <sighs> This is going to be so much fun because I am team SWV, but I love Escape too. But look here, SWV makes the pick me bops and I am here for it. So I will be back next week, y'all. Also, um, just want to let y'all know that you can now buy me a coffee for Mocha Minutes. So if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash mocha minutes, I will have it the link in the show notes. Buy me a coffee. That is a would love to have your support. And for anybody who knows me, they know this is a hard thing for me to do on this microphone because I'll be like, oh, oh good lord. Um, but yeah, buymeacoffee.com slash mocha minutes. First person to do it was actually Taria from what else is going on. So I appreciate her so much. Um Yes, it's going to be on show notes. And I'll be back next week. Bye. So a couple of days ago, I made a video breaking down how a lot of the old school relationships were really trash. And even though someone was with you for a very long time, they were not happy. And per usual, men got in their feelings and cried all in my comment section. Y'all claim to be so logical and we're so sensitive and emotional, but y'all cry a lot about things that don't even apply to you, allegedly. I even had a dude tell me that I need to start listening to Kevin Samuels. I made a reply video about that, but TikTok won't release it. So I'll repeat to him here what I said in that video. 
I will drag my bare pussy across Derek Jackson's wife's broken heart before I ever listen to a thing that Kevin Samuels has to say. A lot of y'all want women that are broken and damaged because y'all refuse to work on yourselves. A woman that's independent, has her money and her shit together, intimidates you because you know deep down you're not prepared to do the hard work that she's done to make herself a better person and for you to be a better partner to someone like that. Which is why you'll gaslight the hell out of that type of woman and tell her that she's gonna die alone when really you're just projecting your own insecurity about that happening to you.